Hello, people of Earth and Spotify podcast listeners. Happy first official day of fall, and welcome to this week's at-home midday movie madness. Huge shout-out to all the medical workers out there. Happy super birthdays to Alice Soares of North Reading, who is two years old today. She shares her birthday with... Tom Felton, a.k.a. Draco Malfoy in the Harry Potter film series, Joan Jett, Andrew Fry, Tatiana Monsley, the late actor Art Metrano, who unfortunately passed away September 8th, TV actress Billy Piper, blind opera singer Andre Bocelli, friends Rachel, Joey, Monica, Chandler, Ross, and Phoebe made their debut on this day in 1994. Yes, that's correct. Friends is exactly 27 years old. Now, Friends wasn't the only TV show to debut September 22nd. 1987's Full House, 2015's Scream Queen and Limitless, 1957's Western Maverick, 2012's The First Family, 2004's Veronica Mars and Lost, 1982's Strange Family Tides, 2009's The Good Wife, 1999's The West Wing, the one season season show, 2016 show Pitch, 1989's Baywatch and Family Matters, 2005's Everybody Hates Chris and Family Matters, and Family Criminal Minds, my mistake, 2003's Two and a Half Men, 2014's Scorpion and Gotham all premiered that day as well. 1995's Seven, cult favorite Empire Records, 2017's Kingsman, The Golden Circle, The Lego Ninjago Movie, and Frenocrest all came out onto theaters on that day as well. Tomorrow, Marilyn Parkin, Molly Dilge, Leo Radomir, Anthony Mackey, the boss himself, a.k.a. Bruce Stringsing, the late Mickey Rooney, have birthdays. September 23rd marks exactly one decade since Dolphin Tale, produced by Robert Engelman and directed by Charles Barnsmith and starring Harry Connick Jr., Nathan Gamble, Morgan Freeman, Ashley Judd, Austin Garcia's Cozy Zuzeldorf, and of course, Winter the Dolphin herself splashed into theaters. September 23rd also marks the debuts of last year's Enola Holmes, One Tree Hill, Modern Family, Mom, and many others. Barb Thompson Mazel, the late Jim Henson, Ben Platt blow out birthday candles September 24th. That day is also the debut anniversary for the Boy Meets World TV show, Prince's 1982 song, 1999, 2010's You Again, and Wall Street Money Never Sleeps, 1964's The Monsters TV Show, Elvis's 1967 song, Jailhouse Rock, 1993's Davidson Confused and the Good Song, the 2014, the 2018 Manifest TV Show, 1997's Darman Greg Show, Samuel Engelman, I mean, my mistake, Naomi Engelman, tennis player Serena Williams, Olivia Newton-John, singer Christina Milian, missionary Johnny Appleseeds have birthday September 26th. That day also marks the debuts for 
the 2010 show Downton Abbey, 1968's Oliver, 1964's Gilligan Island Show, Prince's 1984's Purple Rain Song, 2014's The Box Trolls, 1962's The Beverly Hillbilly Show, 2001's Jeepers Creepers, 1969's The Brady Bunch Show, 2008's The Sweet Life on Deck Show, among others. September 27th is Vanessa Schutte, rapper Little Wayne, TV actress Jenna Ortega, Avril Lavigne, Osiris Cordova Rubio, Gwyneth Paltrow, Linda Marcone Cross, Linda Marcone Cross, and rock singer Meatloaf's birthday. 1996 is Sabrina the Teenage Witch, 2002 Sweet Home Alabama, 2009's The Cleveland Show, 2006 is The Last King of Scotland, Lady Gaga's 2018 single From a Star is Born Shallow, 1954's The Tonight Show, 2019's Judy, and 2013's Rush all debuted on that day as well. Samuel Engelman, that's Naomi's brothers, Hilary Duff, Frankie Jonas, rapper Jeezy, who announced earlier this week he and his wife, Jeannie Mai, are expecting their first child, Naomi Watts, have birthdays. September 28th, which also happens to be when 2017's The Game Plan, 2012's Hotel Transylvania and Pitch Perfect, 2001's Zoolander, 2018's Free Solo, Night, Foot, Night School, and Smallfoot all debuted. Congratulations are in order for Colin Sitgron, who just got engaged to his girlfriend earlier this week. To nobody's surprise, Disney's superhero tentpole Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings continued to reign. The three-week-long box office king made $21.7 million over the otherwise snoozy September, making his domestic day box office tally $176.9 million. Marvel's latest epic shows little slow of slowing and showing Disney's COVID era hybrid idea where it's simul- simultaneous released its buzziest titles and theaters and on Disney Plus for a 30 extra dollar surcharge is looking like a thing of the past. It's well on its way to surpassing fellow MCA, MCU fellow Black Widow to become the top theatrical grocer of the pandemic played year as it raced past the $300 million mark worldwide with $320.6 million worldwide. But keep in mind, Shang-Chi hasn't opened in China, a massive movie market, just yet. In second place was fellow Disney was 20th Century Studio and Disney's surprisingly strong free guy with 5.2 million. It scored 108.6 million domestically and another 189.7 million abroad, bringing its total worldwide box office score to 298.3 million. Arriving in third place with a slow trot rather than a gallop was director and star Clint Eastwood's Cry Macho, with a 
dis lassoing a disappointing four point a half million dollars. Youch. The 91-year-old icon's loyal fan base is older and clearly chose to watch his latest film on HBO Max at home, where it was free to the streaming services subscribers. However, if you haven't seen Shang-Chi yet, fear not, you'll get your chance soon enough. Deadline.com reported yesterday, Disney CEO Bob Chapek now mentioned today during the Goldman Sachs 30th Annual Communicopia's Conference that Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Rings will hit Disney Plus on Friday, November 12th, which the studios designated as Disney Plus Day. That's a consumer day celebrating the services. Outside Shang-Chi, here's what else is dropping on Disney Plus Day. Jungle Cruise will become available for free to the service to subs. The new Disney Plus original movie, Home Sweet Home Alone, a reimagining of the popular holiday franchise will debut. An all-new original series of shorts from Walt Disney Animation Studios called Olaf Presents, which sees Frozen Snowman retelling several classic Disney tales, as only he can. Domestic Disney Plus streaming debut of fan-favorite shorts from Walt Disney Animation Studios, including Frozen Fever, Oscar-winning shorts Feast and Paperman, Oscar-nominated Mickey Mouse short, Get a Horse, and more. There's also the animated short film, Ciao Alberto, from Pixar, which features characters from their feature pick, Luca. A new short from The Simpsons that pays tribute to Disney Plus's marquee bands. First five episodes of season two of The World of Courtney Jeff Goldblum from Natural Geographic. A special celebrating the origins and legacy of Star Wars legendary bounty hunter Boba Fett, a special celebrating the Marvel Cinematic Universe on Disney+, Plus, with an exciting look toward the future, and Dopesick, an original series starring Michael Keaton, which will be released in international markets as part of the Star General Entertainment Contact offering. Speaking of Disney, brilliant, bad, and a little mad, Cruella starring Emma Stone, Emma Thompson, Joel Fry, Paul Walter Hauser, and Mark Strong is now on DVD. Set during London's 1970s rock movement, the May 28th crime black comedy drama centered on a ch- how a chance encounter with fashion icon the Baroness brings teenage orphan aspiring fan fashion designer Estella, who lives with her petty crime partners Horace and Jasper, down a path that will lead her to become a notorious criminal known as Cruella de Vil. It made 233.3 million fashion designs in theaters. Did you know that according to the Internet Movie Database, Julianne Moore, Charlie Theron, Emma Thompson, Nicole Kidman, and Demi Moore were all in the running to play the Baroness role, but in the end, Thompson ended up getting the part. And this was the first film to get a red carpet premiere after the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic. Speaking of Disney+, Plus, debuting its first episode today is their latest Star Wars streaming service, Star Wars Vision. 
This animated anthology, a series is a series of short films from the eyes of the world's best anime creators showing fresh creative views on that iconic galaxy far, far away. Attention Harry Potter fans, dust off those wands and start practicing the summoning charm for tickets. That's Akio Tickets. Because the third Fantastic Beast movie not only has a name, but is coming to theaters in just seven months. Woohoo! The HollywoodReporter.com announced today Warner Brothers is charting an earlier return to the world of J.K. Rowling. The newly titled Fantastic Beast: The Secrets of Dumbledore will open globally on April 15, 2022, moving up three months from. Its previous July 15th date. It opens against Paramount's The Lost City of D, starring Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, which is also set for April 15th. The upcoming Fantastic Beast film stars Jude Law as Dumbledore, Eddie Redmayne as Newt Scamander, and Mads Mikkelsen as the central villain, Galette Grindelwald, previously played by Johnny Depp. Dan Fulger, Alison Sudo, Aaron Miller, Callum Turner, Jessica Williams, William Natty Lamb, and Catherine Waterstone also star. The film picks up as Dumbledore, who knows Grindelwald wants to seize control of the Wizarding World, enlists Newt Scamander to lead a team on a dangerous mission where they encounter new and old beasts and Grindelwald's growing legions of followers. David Yates directs the Secrets of Dumbledore, which follows Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, 2016, and The Crimes of Grindelwald, 2018. It is the third of his planned series of five Harry Potter prequels. The primetime Emmys were Sunday. Streaming service made it clear they were a force to be reckoned with, with major wins for the crowns in every category was up for the Queen's Gambit and Ted Lasso also won big prizes, including Jason Sudeikis' very first Emmy. Good Morning America.com announced some of the show's highlights Sunday night. Saving the major categories till the end of the night, it was the crown that took home Outstanding Drama Series, Ted Lasso that won Outstanding Comedy Series, and The Queen's Gambit that took home Outstanding Limited Series. When counting up the Emmys from this year, including those from the Creative Arts Emmys and the televised awards show, the Queen's Gambit and the Crown tied for the top honors at the Emmys this year, winning 11 trophies apiece. Additionally, Saturday Night Live denied eight, while Ted Lasso tied with The Mandalorian with seven each. Cedric the Entertainer kicked off the show with a tribute to Biz Markie, who died in July at 57 with a performance of the late rapper's hit 1989 song, Just a Friend. Hannah Waddington won the Emmy for Supporting Actors in a Comedy Series and shouted out her fellow Ted Lasso stars, Jason Sudeikis and Juno Temples, before thanking her parents for their support and saying she nearly lost them during the filming of the show's latest series. Season. Jean Smart, who won the Emmy for Lead Actress in a Comedy Series, started her acceptance speech with a tribute to her late husband, Richard Gillian, who recently died. 
Before I say anything else, I have to acknowledge my late husband who passed away six months yesterday, she began. I would not be here without him and without his kind of putting his career on the back burner so that I could take advantage of all the wonderful opportunities I have had. As the hit show, the hit VHL one show RuPaul's Drag Race picked up its, the trophy for outstanding competition program, RuPaul announced his 11th win, making him the most honored black artist in Emmy history. It is my sad duty to report some news from thehollywoodreporter.com. Melvin Van Pebbles, the pioneering African-American actor behind the 1970s films Watermelon Man and Sweetback's badass song has died. He was 89. Van Pebbles, the father of actor-director Mario Van Pebbles, died Tuesday night at his home in Manhattan. His family, the Criterion Collection, and Janice Films announced his death in a statement. In an unparalleled career distinguished by relentless innovation, boundless curiosity, and spiritual empathy, Melvin Van Pebbles made an indelible mark on the international cultural landscape through his films, novels, plays, and music. The statement read, His work continues to be essential and is being celebrated at the New York Film Festival this weekend with a 50th anniversary screening of his landmark film, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song, a Criterion Collection Box, Melvin Van Pavel's Essential Films next week, and a revival of his play, Ain't Supposed to Die a Natural Death, slated for a return to Broadway next year. Sex and City lost one of their own yesterday. 57-year-old star Willie Garson, People.com announced yesterday, the actor died on Tuesday afternoon following a short illness, People confirms. Garson had been suffering from pancreatic cancer and was surrounded by family at the time of his death. Garson played Stanford Black, the best friend of Sarah Jessica Parker's Carrie Bradshaw, in HBO's Sex and City and its spin-off movies. He is set to appear in the upcoming reboot and just like that. He was photographed on the New York set of the spinoff with Parker, 56, and Mario Cantone, who played Garson's on-screen husband, Anthony Marantino. Cantone shared a tribute to Garson on Instagram, saying he is devastated by his co-star's death. I couldn't have had a more brilliant TV partner. I'm devastated and just overwhelmed with sadness, Cantone wrote, taken away from all of us way too soon. You are a gift from the gods, sweet Willie. Rest. I love you. After the original series wrapped in 2004, Garson continued his career performing in TV shows, including John from Cincinnati, White Collar, Holy Down, and Hawaiian Five-O, in addition to several movies. NY Times reported Monday, Sarah Dash, a founding member of the groundbreaking million-selling vocal troupe LaBelle, died on Monday. She was 76. Her death was announced on social media by Patti LaBelle and Nona Hendricks, the other members of LaBelle. They did not say where she died or what the cause was. Miss Dash brought her church-rooted soprano and high harmonies to LaBelle, which began as a 1960s girl group before reinventing itself as a socially aware, Afro-futuristic rock and funk powerhouse, costumed in glittery sci-fi outfits and singing about revolution as well as earthy romance. 
1974, LaBelle had a number one hit, Lady Marmalade, and performed the first concert by a pop group and a black group at the Metropolitan Opera House in New York. In Miss LaBelle's 1996 autobiography, Don't Block the Blessing, she wrote, It was perfect. The way we sounded together, the way we did fit together, the way we moved together. So sad. Rest in peace. Alas, the circle of life must go on, and the entertainment world had some new faces enter it recently. A new royal baby is here. People.com stated Monday, Beatrix, Princess Beatrix and her husband, Adoro, Eduardo Mapelli Mosi, welcomed a baby girl over the weekend. The royal family confirmed. Her Royal Highness Princess Beatrice and Mr. Eduardo Mapelli Mosi are delighted to announce the safe arrival of their daughter on Saturday, 18th September 2021 at 2342 at the Chelsea Westminster Hospital in London. Buckingham Palace announced it on September 20th. The baby weighs 6 pounds and 2 ounces. While the statement didn't reveal the baby's name, it did note that Queen Elizabeth II, as well as the newborn's fellow grandparents and great-grandparents, have been informed of her arrival and are delighted by the news. The family would like to thank all the staff in the hospital for their wonderful care. The message continued, Her Royal Highness and her child are both doing well, and the couple are looking forward to introducing their daughter to her big brother, Christopher Wolfe. CBS This Morning co-host, journalist and magazine editor Gail King has a new profession, Grandma. She announced on Monday CBS This Morning the previous week her daughter Kirby Bumpus and her husband Virgil had their first child, son Luca Lynn Miller. Succession's Karen Culkin revealed earlier this week his wife gave birth to their second child, a boy, on August 17th. The newborn joins two-year-old big sis Kinsey. Model Ashley Graham is due with twin boys. She and her husband, Justin Irvin, already have a son, Isaac, who was born in January 2020. The Rugrats Paramount Plus revival is crawling, I mean, coming back for a second season. Going from the stage to exclusively the big screen, Friday, September 24th, is the coming-of-age musical teen drama, Dear Evan Hansen, starring... Producer Mark Platt's son, Ben Platt, Caitlin Drever, Amanda Stenberg, Nick Doana, Julianne Moore, Amy Adams, Danny Pino, and Colton Ryan. Adapted from Stephen Levinson's Benji, Benji Pasek and Justin Paul's 2015 musical of the same name. On the first day of his new school year, Evan Hansen, a high schooler with social anxiety, has a therapeutic self-intended letter taken by a classmate named Connor Murphy, who at the start of the day signs his arm cast and is the only one to do so. Sadly, Connor dies by suicide and his family mistakes the letter as the one Connor sent Evan. Not wanting... To tell them the truth, Evan inserts himself into the boy's history, throwing himself into a web of confrontational events and lies.
Did you know that Ben Platt and Colton Ryan are the only two members of the original Broadway cast? Ryan was an understudy in that production to return for Stephen Toboski's film. And the ending was actually changed for the film to, according to Platt, to make Evan more accountable for his actions than he was on stage. Platt's boyfriend, Noah Galvin, also played the Evan Hansen part on stage. In the film's United States theatrical release date of September 21st is Platt's 20th birthday. Coming into limited release September 24th, prior to streaming on Netflix on October 1st, is the crime thriller The Guilty, starring Jake Ellen Hooley, Paul Dano, Rylan Keough, and Ethan Hawke. Set during a morning at a 911 dispatch call center, police officer Joe Ballow is on call dispatch duty when he gets a phone call from a kidnapped woman. He soon discovers nothing is it as it seems, and facing the truth is the only way out. This is director Antoine Fuqua's and Jake Yellen-Hule's second collaboration since 2015 Southpaw. Galloping to Netflix on September 24th is the computer-animated fantasy comedy My Little Pony, A New Generation, with Vanessa Hutchins, Kimiko Glenn, James Marsden, Sophia Carson, and Lisa Koshy. It is a sequel to the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic series, and it will be the start of the fifth incarnation of the My Little Pony franchise. Many years after the events of the My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, Twilight Sparkle's teachings on harmony and friendship have been replaced with mistrust and paranoia. And the three pony tribes, Earth Ponies, Unicorns, and Pegasi, live apart from one another. In the Maritime Bay Earth Pony Town, Sunny Starscott inherits her family's, her father's wish of reuniting the pony kinds. One day, a lost unicorn named Izzy Moonboat wanders into Maritime Bay, and the town's residents obviously react in panic. Sunny, finally able to make friends with a unicorn, hides her in her home, and Izzy reveals that unicorns don't have magic powers following their sudden vanishing. They travel to faraway lands where they encounter charismatic pegasite Pip and Zip and the ever-responsible Earth Pony Hitch. Their mission is full of misadventure, but these new best friends possess their own unique gifts that may be just what this pony first needs to restore magic and show that even little ponies can make an enormous difference. Did you know that this is the first animated feature film of Sophia Carson, Vanessa Hutchins, and Lisa Kochi? And it's also the very first CGI, My Little Pony film to be in CGI. And Unicorn Philly Izzy has a similar color, coloring and cutie mark to the G1 Pony Buns. On DVD this week is the Actioner F9 The Fast Saga. This film, which came out June 25th and grossed over $716 million worldwide, the second highest grossing film of 2021 so far, stars the talents of John Cena, Charlie Theron, Vin Diesel, Tyrese Gibson, Clayton Townsend, 
Sun King, Cardi B, Michael Roker, Justin Ling, Jordana Brewster, Ludacris, Jill Rath, and many others. The newest installment in the Fast Saga comes to DVD. Two years after 2017's The Fate of the Furious, Dom Toretto has a quiet life off the grid with Letty and their son, Brian. His life is ideal, but he knows danger is just over the horizon. When it strikes, a horrendous threat will force Dom to face his past sin to save those he cherishes most. His crew is reunited to stop an earth-shattering plan by the world's most skilled terrorist and high-performance driver they've ever dealt with. Dom's estranged brother, Jacob. Did you know that Vin Diesel, Jordana Brewster, and Michelle Rodriguez are the only remaining cast members from 2001's The Fast and Furious to return for this film? And this reunites Kurt Russell, Michael Rooker, and Vin Diesel from 2017's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Blue 43, 12, 25, hike! In honor of the New England Patriots and this year's Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who took Tom Brady and Gronk from the Pats after Gronk's brief retirement, going head-to-head on the football field on October 3rd. And to end the show on a good note, let's go back in time to um, tackle the Denzel Washington, Will Patton, Wood Harris, Ryan Hurst, Ryan Gosling, and Hayden Pantier starring film Remember the Titans. The September 29th biographical sports drama, which turns 21 high school football seasons in just a week, centers on South um, African-American coach Herman Woods' attempt to integrate the 1971 T.C. Williams High School football team in Alexandria, Virginia. The beloved sports film kicked a total of 115.7 million domestic field goals and 136.7 million touchdowns worldwide. With a 20 million, 20.9 million starting kick, it stopped September 2000 from being one of the worst movie-going months ever. Do you know that in reality, Coach Bill Yost had four daughters, not one. Bonnie, Cheryl, Angela, and Deidre. But unlike the film, the girls lived with Betty, their mother, after their parents' divorce. The real Cheryl Yost, who was a big fan of her father's coaching talent in a football film, though not as much as a rabid fantasy in the film, unfortunately passed away in 1996 at age 34 from an undetected heart problem. Because of her vigorous interest in sports, her tight bond with her father, and her untimely death before this film was made, her sisters had no problem with Cheryl being shown as an only child in the film while they were cut from it. Yost was not pleased. That's all for this week's news. So until we meet again, my minions, for next week's news or this week's flashback fun later, stay safe, wash your hands, wear your masks, and be sure to watch lots of movies, either in theaters, if you can, on DVD, or on streaming services. Bye!